Learn how to build your faith on God's word and live a life of 100% victory, 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Tell him how good he is this morning. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Pray in the Holy Ghost for one minute if you can. Pray in the Holy Spirit if you can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If you can pray in the Holy Spirit. So service hallelujah okay today's communion service and um, we just we are concluding our seven day fast today it's also a communion um, service and um, Part of what we have declared over our house, this house, DCC, is that we will not lose anybody to the virus. We will not lose nobody here, nobody that is a part of this work, 
will die in the name of Jesus. Nobody. The Bible said when it took them uh, okay he said for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh to damnation of himself not descending the Lord's body uh, I want to where they talked about people dying I'm a communion sorry it wasn't really what I wanted to talk about but you know, the Bible said when he took them through the wilderness that not one amongst them was feeble. You know, he said their clothes did not wear out. Their feet were not swollen. So it's possible. What that means is that it's possible for God to preserve a people. I get what I'm saying, guys. It's possible for God to what? Preserve a people. I need you to understand this. I need you to understand this. That when he took them through the wilderness, it was a long journey. They had children and adults and old people. They had, they had people that had pre-existing conditions. Are you here, somebody? And they trekked through the wilderness. They said, not one of them was feeble. Not one of them, their feet were not swollen. They say even their clothes. <laughs> Because they were in a place where they couldn't buy clothes. So God made sure that even their clothes did not wear out. That's how much God can preserve what? A people. He said, and I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxing old upon you. And thy shoe is not waxing old upon thy feet. Is that all you have? Okay. He said, the raiment works not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Basically, um, he took them through the wilderness. There's also one in Psalms I wanted. He took them through the um, wilderness, and he was able to preserve them. That's the point I'm trying to make. He was able to preserve them. He said their foot was not swollen because of the amount of trekking they were doing. He said even their clothes did not wax old. Basically, and, and these were millions of people, and not one of them died. Uh, um, you know, before the time. Not one of them, you know, became sick. They were not feeble. You know, God is able to preserve his people. I need you to understand that. When God has a covenant with you, he is able to always keep his part. Are you here, somebody? And even the beauty of God's covenant is because it is usually an everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. It's usually an everlasting word, covenant. What this means is that even your children's children will enjoy out of your covenant with the Lord. Oh, that amen was not even... I need you to get that. I need you to get that. So, most people take communion from a religious standpoint. If you were born in a Christian home, most likely you knew about the communion and it's something that, um, you know, you go through some process, you know, you do what they call confirmation those days. I don't know if you people know what all those things now. Then you wear white, then you come, then you do like this, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was a religious idea, but that is not what... The communion is. It's not a religious thing. 
The communion is a covenant meal. You need to understand it. And the communion did not start from Jesus. It did not start from Jesus. It just continued with Jesus. Praise God. I need you to understand this. Please, I need my phone. Oh, did I bring it? Oh. So the communion did not start with Jesus. It started from the beginning of the cutting of the covenant. So a, the communion is basically what they call a covenant meal. So in those days, when you enter a covenant with someone, there are a few things you must do for the covenant to be valid. There are a few things you must do. So number one, there has to be the cutting of the covenant. So there must be a certain time where there is shedding of blood. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, guys. There must be a time where they shed. So those of you that have joined cults before or, you know, in your former life, you notice that there was a point where they had to cut you and blood will come out. Do you understand this? At least if you have not joined cult, you've watched a home video or you've at least heard about it. Abby, most people. There must be a cutting or a shedding of blood. We, we cannot talk covenant without the shedding of blood. Why? Because the blood represents life. Is somebody following? The Bible makes it clear that, um, you know, um, the life of anything is in his blood. Abi? So, blood represents life. Everything has symbols and purposes. We don't just, they don't just do anything for the fun of it. So, um, when you cut that blood and you pour it somewhere and they mix it, and they, what they are saying is that we are our lives are now mixed together. Our lives are now joined together. Is somebody getting this? So that's the first meaning of why they use blood. Now, another reason why they shed blood, because in the first covenant recorded in Scripture, publicly, was where Abraham and God entered the covenant. In fact, I think there was one from Adam, actually. When Adam sinned, and he tried to use leaf to cover himself, one of the first things God did was to kill animals for him. So, to cover him. So, it wasn't just the animal skin that was covering him. The killing of the animals was also like an atonement for him. Is somebody get what I'm saying? All these things are scripted. I don't want to go into deep, deep teaching because we don't have time for that today. So, but the one that, the, the ceremony, the first ceremony that was recorded, first covenant ceremony, that was recorded in scripture between God and Abraham. I'm just going to be moving fast because I don't want to read everything. So it's going to be taking us time. So God told Abraham, you know, put everything there. Um, pour the animal blood and we'll, both of us will walk through it, blah, blah, blah. So the point is this. There must be shedding of blood for the covenant child to start. So there must be blood. So in the Bible, we have two major covenants. The old covenant and the new word covenant. So in the old covenant is what we call Old Testament. The word testament also means covenant. Do we understand this, guys? So when they say the old covenant, the new covenant. So that was why when, we are, when we're going to start the new covenant, there also had to be a shedding of blood. But of course, God won't want all of us to be shedding blood. If he did, that would mean that from the day you come to this church and you say, you want to give your life to Christ, we'll just bring you here. And used as a blade to cut your body. How many of you would like that? You know, some people, ordinarily the pain, they will say, I'm not. <laughs> and this place will be so much blood, and everything will be smelling of blood, and every day people give their life to Christ. It will be gory. So God said, You know what I'm going to do for you guys? 
I'm going to bring Jesus to come here as a man. To represent all of mankind. Do you understand this, guys? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's, that's, that's great thinking. He said, I'm going to bring Jesus here as a man. He's going to represent mankind. So he's going to shed his own blood to represent all of you shedding your blood. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So he shed his own blood on the cross to start the new covenant. We'll read all this at the point he was taking communion with them. When he said, this is my blood. Do you understand? Okay. So there must be shedding of blood. Second thing, there's usually, you know, a token of the covenant. There's, you know, then there's the communion meal. Now, in the Old Testament, the symbol or the token of the covenant was circumcision. So, they got all the males to circumcise themselves. So, those days, if you see somebody that is not circumcised, you just know automatically he does not have a covenant with God. So, that was why David used the term uncircumcised Philistine. He wasn't insulting um, Goliath. That was not an insult. That was a statement of fact. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, guys. When David met Goliath to fight him, what he said is that, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? In other words, we're saying, why are we scared of this guy? He has no backing. As he's standing here, this is all he is. But me, as I'm standing here, I have God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Hey, businessman, next time you go for a contract, if that guy doesn't have the covenant you have, it doesn't matter. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's what he meant. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this guy? On that thing they did that time was they had certain agreements of how they will always give to the other person. In a covenant, you must give. So those days, what they usually did was that farmers and hunters can enter a covenant to make sure that their jobs are protected. So the farmers always give 10% of whatever their produce is to their covenant partners, and the hunters also give. So the, the farmers will never lack meat. The hunters will never lack foodstuff. They give. It's usually a tithe. That's where the word tithe came from. Um, the word tithe simply means tenth, 10%. So it's just that that the way they used to call it then stayed. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So the word itself is not the issue. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying, guys. The tithe, the word tithe is an old word for tenth, 10%. Are you getting me, guys? It's just that now we have crystallized the word. So it looks like it is something by itself. No, it simply means 10%. That's all it means. Simply means 10%. Now, if you understand all these things, you understand why tithing does not end. I don't know if you get what I'm saying, guys. So don't, don't listen to people that are saying, oh, tithing is in the Old Testament, so it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's not like that at all. We, we don't tithe like people under Moses. Moses tithed under the law. We, we started, we connected to tithing before the law. It has, we are not connected to Moses. Anybody reading Deuteronomy for you under tithing is just telling you that that's not where we are. We were in Genesis. So when you saw Abraham, for instance, when he went to uh, fight that battle, 
with those four kings and he won the battle and he brought all their produce and he said he wasn't going to collect anything. He said, but he's going to give tithe. So he met the priest of God. DJ, bring that. Just in Genesis 14. He says, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after the return of the slaughter of Telema, and the kings that were with him. And the next verse, he said, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth what? I can't hear you guys. Brought forth what? And they said, This guy was what? The priest of the Most High God. Next verse. Okay, go back to, go back to verse 18. Now, um, just in case you don't know who Melchizedek is or was, Melchizedek was literally Jesus appearing in the Old Testament. Did somebody get this, guys? It's important you understand this. I'm trying to summarize this as best as I can in a way that anybody can understand it. Melchizedek was Jesus in the Old Testament. In case you don't know, Jesus appeared many times in the Old Testament. Many times, okay? Uh, he's God, so he can appear anytime he likes. So, in this point, he appeared as Melchizedek, priest of the Most High God. Now, they said something about Melchizedek that will make you know he's Jesus. The Bible is a coded book, so you're, that's why we come to church. Because sometimes you read it literally on your own, you might just enter the bush. So, there is a teaching. That's why you have teaching. That's why you have teachers. There are people that anointed to explain, to understand. Do you understand? It's like going to read law book by yourself. It, you, you, it doesn't mean you can go and represent yourself in court. You will go to prison. <laughs> because there's a way you must interpret what the words say. It's not just reading literally. That's why all lawyers are not lawyers. Different lawyers have different areas of expertise. Uh, if you are in, uh, if it's a political battle, there's a lawyer you will call. It's different from when you have a criminal case. I get what I'm saying. There's oil and gas lawyers. So there are people that have different areas of expertise because those areas need special interpretation. Same thing with medicine. I mean, we don't, at least we know that medically. The person that treats a baby is not the same person that treats the mother. The person that treats the mother is not the person that treats a man. The person that treats a man is not the same person that treats brain problem. You can't just say, ah, doctor, not doctor. <laughs> you go die. You go die because even amongst the doctors, they know that if I, even when they see a case that involves the brain, they call, they know who to call because even them can't resolve it. We know this. I believe this one is common knowledge now. Okay, so, um, Mekisedek, uh, the Bible is a coded book. So, Mekisedek was Jesus. How do we know that? The Bible talked about, they introduced Mekisedek later and they said he has no beginning, no end. He has no father. Or mother. That means he had no natural father or mother. Did you? I hope you are putting these things up. Yes, thank you. He says, um, uh, I want to where they say it's Melchizedek we're talking about now. Uh-huh. For this Melchizedek, king of uh, Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and did what? Blessed him. Now, the word blessed is also very important in every covenant. Please take note of that word blessed. It's important. He says, um, next verse. He says, to whom also Abraham gave what? A tenth. So you see that that word tithe is not issue. It just means 10%. He said, um, who Abraham gave a tenth part of all. That means Abraham gave him his tithe. He said, uh, first being by interpretation, king of righteousness. They say, Mekisedek is who? King of righteousness. Who else is the king of righteousness? There's only one king of righteousness. It's from him all of us are getting our righteousness. I feel what I'm saying. 
See what they said again about him. They says, um, and after that, also king of Salem, which means what? Who is known as the prince of peace? The word prince and king, usually they are interchangeable in the Bible because they literally mean the same thing. Jesus is the only one known as the prince of peace. He said, this guy is the king of peace. Now, continue. He said, um, he said, he was without a natural father, without a natural mother. At that time, nobody knew where he came from. Because, of course, he didn't come from that. He was not a natural person. He said, um, without descent. He said, having neither what? Beginning of days, nor what? End of life. Who else can, can be this? This is definitely not a natural man. Am I correct? Say so he had neither beginning nor end. Jesus will always say that, or they will always say that about Jesus, or about God, rather. He said, but made like unto what? That's, they even got direct. Say, so basically the son of God. He said, and abided a priest, what? Continually. That means forever and ever, he will remain a priest. Who do you know that is still a priest forever and ever and ever? Uh, you don't know that one? Because every other priest is an earthly priest. Their tenor ends when they die here. When we get to heaven, I will not be your pastor. Oh, you don't know? I know you love me. And all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. Even me, ma'am, I'm tired of the job. So, when I go to heaven, I will not be your pastor. My, my priesthood or my job ends here. But they said there's only one person that his priesthood does not end. He was a priest when he was here, and he will continue to stand on your behalf even there. The Bible says he prays for us. He's, he's by the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. So, he's still a priest for us. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. So, they said it was him that they gave the tithe. And in fact, just to, you know, touch on tithing a bit more, they said, here, men that die receive your tithes. DJ, continue, let's continue with that. He said, and here, men that die are the ones receiving your tithe. So, when you bring your tithe into the church today, the people receiving it are people like me that will die one day. But they said, see what they said. But there, he received them of whom it is witness that what? He liveth. Who are they talking about at this point? Jesus Christ. So whenever you pay tithe, physically here, we receive it, but spiritually, it is also received by your priest, Jesus Christ in heaven. Now, I didn't write any of these things. Don't listen to anybody telling you trash that tithing is over. If somebody is still receiving your tithe, how can tithing be over? This is Hebrews, this is New Testament Hebrews. I didn't write these things. I was not alive when they wrote these things. So for somebody to sit down on the radio and tell you rubbish, and you want to listen to that, instead of reading your own Bible, that somebody is still, they say somebody is still receiving your tithe. I'm not the one that said it. See, they say somebody is still in heaven right now receiving your tithe. I didn't write it. I wasn't there. Or, or this thing, was it a joke? Was this part of the comedy part of the Bible? It wasn't a joke. They said, here on the earth, when you bring your tithe, men are receiving it, which is okay. But they said, it is actually counting for your priest that is continually say, standing for you. If Jesus is still your priest till today and he's standing for you, then they say, he is receiving the tithe there. 
This is very simple. I don't know how people get confused about this. I don't know. Now, go back to Genesis. I just have to run through that so that we would understand the background. I'm trying my best because it's a long thing. I'm just shortening it as much as I can. So they said, this Melchizedek, who is Jesus? Now, we don't know he's Jesus. He said, king of Salem brought forth what? Bread and wine, and he was what? Now, like I explained to you, first of all, the Bible is a coded book. Second thing, the Bible is a summary. The Bible is a summary. There's no way they can give you all the gist in the Bible. The book go big past this. In fact, they even said that if they even write all the things about Jesus alone, that this world is not enough to contain the book. So, everything you are saying about Jesus is heavy summary. So, the whole Bible itself is heavy summary. DJ, can you bring what they say if we write everything about Jesus so that people just understand what I'm saying? The whole Bible is a summary. That's why you have Bible teachers, you have Bible scholars that teach under the anointing of God. So that's why you, 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 you can't just listen. Not just anybody can teach you the Bible. If you go and read it literally, you went at bush. <laughs> My friends came to play tennis with us. I have some friends like this. They are tennis guys. So they came to my estate to play tennis yesterday. So, of course, I invited them to play with our, my champion, my estate, because I brought their own champion from their own club. So it was a tough match. Great, everybody had fun. So they, but they were angry that, ah, pastor, you invited us and you didn't buy drinks. I said, there's malt. And... But, you know, those kind of guys, it's not malt. <laughs> they were talking about. So they, they were now quoting scripture in Deuteronomy and Co. where the Bible says you can drink. It was a fun thing, of course, they were playing. But somebody standing by me was like, ah, that he never knew that was in the Bible. He said, so that means they are right. That we can drink. Yes, there are scriptures that says things like that. In the drum and co. That you can go and buy strong drink. But you see, like I said, if you read the Bible literally, there are a lot of things that are there that will, you, will mislead you. If you really, really try, that's why you have Bible teachers. You have people that can decode and explain what the Bible was actually trying to say, what was going on at the time, who was this referring to. Does this apply to you today? I don't know if you get what I'm saying, somebody. Because there's nowhere the Bible clearly says, for instance, don't drink. There's nowhere it says so, that you can't drink. However, the Bible tells you the impact of drinking. There's nowhere the Bible says you can't take cocaine. Because when you see, I've never seen a real serious Christian arguing that he wants to drink in, as looking for scripture to drink. I've never seen one. A, a Christian pursuing spiritual growth. Though. I'm not talking about a churchgoer. A Christian that loves the Lord, that wants to grow. I've never seen him quoting scriptures on drinking. It's only people that are looking for a defense to commit sin. To do something that they know they shouldn't be doing. Say so there's no way the Bible says you should not drink. I agree. But there's no way the Bible says you should not take cocaine. There's no way the Bible says you should not take weed. But does that mean... That cocaine is okay. God doesn't want anything other than him to influence you. Simple and short. So if you are still looking for an excuse to drink, just go and drink. You, but your conscience is already pricking you. Because the more you, you draw near to the things of God, there are things God will start telling you that, hey. So the only way you do it is that you refuse to grow. And you stay on that level forever where you can escape with drinking. But if you start to grow, you start to pursue spiritual growth. The Bible said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a reason why they're comparing wine and the Holy Spirit. It's about influence. And both of them can't be in your life at the same time. Because they are both spirits. You know, alcohol is called spirits. Because of its controls. 
somebody said, but I will drink and not get drunk. Please, where is the line? Where did they draw the line? Because I used to be a drunkard before. I used to be a drunkard before. I can never forget one day. We went to the bar. We met all those guys that have unlimited money. You know those guys that have unlimited drinking money? They say, sit down. Drink. Kill yourself. And then we're young boys that were broke. Young boys that are broke don't use ear to hear. Kill yourself in a bar. Hey, we begin to order. Hey, they order, they order, they drink, they drink, they drink. When you start laughing when nothing is funny. <laughs> Problem, don't they start? But nobody knows they are drunk. When we are all sitting down, nobody knows they are drunk. Just went to go home. That will know who is who. No, we all sit down just say, Oh, yeah, more they go. I don't stand up. Where my house? When you are trying to force open another person's car. <laughs> That's where you know you are drunk. You say, You drink and not get drunk. Really? Really? It's a slippery slope. If you know the havoc alcohol has caused in this world. People that have lost their families, lost their jobs, killed people because of drunk driving. But that's not today's topic. So they said Jesus brought what? Wine. And, did you bring the scripture I said about Jesus? The whole world can't take. Did you bring that one? Uh-huh. He said, and there are also many other things which Jesus did. The which, if they should be written everyone, if they write everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be what? Written. So this tells you that the whole Bible is a what? Summary. That's why you have teachers that can expand and decode. So let's go back. He says, um, God will help me with this time today. He said, and Melchizedek brought forth bread and wine. Now, you know, they just said this thing carelessly like this. Why would a priest bring bread and wine to a multi-millionaire, Abraham? I mean, if you, they go see um, Bill Gates. Is it bread and wine you will take to him? You want to give him something? You bring sandwich and zobo. Is that what you bring to him? He wasn't, the priest wasn't bringing bread and wine because Abraham was hungry. No. It was a covenant meal that people in a covenant take to remember. The purpose of the covenant meal is to remind each other that we are in a covenant. And why bread and wine? Why not yam and beans? Why not uh, amala and begiri? Why specifically bread and wine? Very simple. The bread represents our body. So the concept and context of bread and wine, which Jesus confirmed, is that whenever I break the bread, I'm saying, if I ever forget my part of this covenant, may my body be broken like this. Why wine? Wine represents blood. It's red. It represents blood. That if I ever... Forget the past, my past of this covenant. May my blood be shed. May I die a horrible death. It's also reminding you that my body is ready to be broken for you to be preserved. And my blood is shed so that your own will not be shed.
So that is why it is specifically bread and wine. It's not yam and beans. It's not a malang beggary. Somebody following this? So, king, uh, the priest, which was Jesus, Abraham came out of a victory. The, the king quickly brought bread and wine. And they took a covenant meal. And the moment they did that, he was reminding Abraham that, hey, you know you're in a covenant. You know the reason you won that battle wasn't because you had better soldiers. It was because somebody went with you. Oh, somebody's not getting what I'm saying. That's why, look, eh, you have no business entertaining poverty thoughts. If you know who is with you. God is with you. When you go on this journey of life, God is with you. Are you here, somebody? I said, are you here, somebody? You can't fail in this life. You can't be broke in this life. You cannot die before your time. They are saying that COVID is killing people, but not you. They are saying the virus is killing people, but not you. They said a thousand shall fall at your side. Say ten thousand at your right hand side. They said it shall not come near you. Oh, that amen is not born again. They said it won't come near you. It's not for you. It's not for you. Because you have a covenant. So the moment Abraham came out of there, Mekisedek ran to meet him. Before you go and eat the tithe. Before you go and say everything is your own, it's by your power. That you are working hard. That is strategy meeting. That is board meeting. That is online presence. That is branding. That helped you. Hallelujah. He brought, the, Jesus appeared with bread and wine. See what happened. And it was the priest of the Most High God. Next verse. He said, and he did what? Blessed him. I told you that word blessed, Abi. It always goes with the covenant. That blesses that divine empowerment that makes your own case different in every situation. You can be poor. And you cannot fail. You will do well. You and your children will do well. Your children will not be sick. Your children will thrive in their academics. Your children will thrive in their health. In the name of Jesus. Opportunities will constantly open for you. Where others are saying there's a casting down, you will say there's a lifting up. Where others are saying there are no jobs, you will create jobs. Where others are saying there's no money, you'll be giving out money. Where others are saying there are no opportunities, you'll be seizing the opportunities around you. In the name of Jesus. This virus cannot come near you. It will not come near your dwelling. In the name of Jesus. Sit down, let's finish. Glory to God. So you will never see the word tithing without the word blessing. That's why in Malachi, they said it there, that bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that I've been meeting in my house, and I will pour you out a blessing. That's not material. It's talking about spiritual. It is activated. It is activated. Okay. So that's why anybody that, that can... So see what... Um, go back now. So he said he blessed him and he said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. See what he did, eh? This is another thing that happens. In a covenant, you also take on the name of the person you are in a covenant with. Charles, what's your last name? What's your surname? Anike. Spell. Okay, Anike. Good. So this is Charles Anike. Where is Dubi? 
She's not in service. Okay. So he's married to a, a woman called Duby. That's her nickname. Duby's not a full name, Abby. Okay. <laughs> she's married to Duby. Now, the mom, I, how many of you know marriage is a covenant, Abby? We know that, Abby. It's also in the Malakayo, the wife of your youth, the wife of your covenant. So marriage is a covenant. The moment two of you got married, what happened to her name? She, she was Duby something before. Oh, was she before Duby what? Duby as an equipe before. But the moment she said, I do, in a covenant ceremony, her name changed to Duby Anike. She took on the name of the person she's in a covenant with. So if she goes back to her village or to her classmate or whatever, once they see Duby Anike, which was not her name before, it automatically tells them that she is now joined with someone. So she can be standing here alone, but you know there's another part of her somewhere. Oh, somebody's not getting what I'm saying. This is why married women can slap police easily. Because the policeman is not sure where the remaining part is and who is this. Hey, somebody's not getting what I'm saying. If you're a man and you slap police, they know this is all of you. <laughs> My in-laws say he beat police. Say when they beat him back. And he's a giant guy, very strong guy. He said he didn't know they were sass. He didn't know. They were just harassing him. Stop, back, shout it. Ah. He said, what's the problem? For you know, one of them, uh, they were pointing torch in his eyes. He said, as he was trying to move the guy, he said, let me see. That's what one of them give and slap. He said, when he returned, he blew. He knocked the guy out. See, it was when they started cocking gun that he now come down. He was beating them because he's giant. The guy no recover. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. So, 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 if you're a man, they can harass you, but as a woman, they, they don't know. If you're a wife of one general, they will all sleep in guard room for a very long time. If they are alive. When those soldiers from the north come. Those doctors are you know, if you tell them go, you can't tell them come. Because they are still going since the first time they told them. They are not coming back. They go beat ye ye. I know those guys are trying to impress the ogre. They will use you to shine. <laughs> so, so what, what um, the priest was saying here is, he was calling him Abraham God. So he said, Abraham, he called his last name Most High God. You see, it's because it's English that is looking confusing. In, in Hebrew, that word is El Elyon. So what he was saying was that Abraham El Elyon. Oh, somebody didn't understand what I said. Somebody's not getting it. <laughs> so from today, you can, be, you can join your name to God's name. You have legal right to do it. You know they call us the church, the bride of Christ. You don't know. That, the whole thing is a covenant. The whole thing. That's why when you go to, go to, you go to church, you're a church goer. You, know, you shouldn't understand what you're doing. The whole thing is a, is, a, is a covenant thing. The whole thing is a, there's a concept to it. The church is called the bride of Christ. So when they say we're married to Jesus, they know what, they're not just, it's not just a church, it's just a song. We're married to Christ. I don't know if you can find all those scriptures, sir. We are the bride of Christ. Hey, glory to God. So my wife is not just Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo. She's Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo L. Elion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are not just Easy Ekpe. You are Easy Ekpe. Egboa. Anyone you like. Any of God's name you like. Is somebody get what I'm saying? That's what they called Abraham. 
Hey. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You are not just blessing Jude Okeke. You are blessing Jude Okeke El Elyon. Abraham El Elyon. Abraham of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And you are worried about Naira. What concern you are Naira? You have access to heaven's resources. You have access to the Most High God. He's called most high because he's higher than anything. He's higher than any situation. He's higher than any currency. He's higher than any problem. He's higher than any challenge. He's higher than any sickness. He's higher than Corona. He's higher than America. He's higher than the United Kingdom. He's higher than any challenge you are facing. He's the most high God. I say he's the most high God. I say he's the most high God. I say he's the most high God. He's higher than cancer. He's higher than diabetes. He's higher than high blood pressure. In the name of Jesus. He's the most high God. I say he's the most high God. And this week he's going to show up for you. I say he's going to show up for you. He's going to show up for you. He's going to show up for you. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Glory. Woo! Glory to Let's finish. Let's finish. You can remain standing. Let's finish. Remain standing. Let's just close. Because time is gone. Remain standing. Read. Did you come back? Bring the scripture back. He said, and blessed him. And, and blessed him. He said, he said, blessed be. You know, that's why I said, take note of that word blessed. They said, they blessed him. And what did he say? He said, blessed be. See, because somebody's saying, eh, eh, He's saying that, but Abraham was already blessed. Uh, that we are as Christians, we're already blessed. Yes, we are already potentially blessed. But you see, in the things of God, blessing can meet bless. You can be wet, but we can also pour a tornado on you. When there's a hurricane, some of those houses have swimming pool. So it's not, you see, <laughs> they say blessed, and he blessed him. And said, Blessed be. He just won a battery, so he's blessed now. But they still proclaim on that one again. He said, Blessed be Abraham of the, uh, of the Most High God, possessor of the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. Abraham was not the possessor, they were introducing Abraham's covenant partner. They say, Abraham El Elyon. That means, Abraham, you are married to the possessor, the owner. You don't understand. You are married to the owner of heaven and earth and you're looking for land. Oh, glory to God. It's not, let me look for somebody here that understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I say you are married to the possessor of heaven and earth and you are looking for land. I release grace for your property. Release grace for your property. If you already want a house, if you already have a house and you, you, you're already using that one, you will build estates. In the name of Jesus. It's a possessor of the heaven and the earth. Next verse. Because of time, we can't waste time there. He said, And blessed be what? The most high. Because what a priest does is that he stands between two people. So he blessed Abraham and he also blessed the Lord. He said, You two, God, you are here. Both of them were there. The priest stands in the middle of the both of them. So this was a meeting of three people. 
it, that's what, if you read the Bible, just pass. Then somebody shout on radio and tell you there's no tight. You just be going. No, 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 we're killing you. Don't follow nonsense. There are three people there. He said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. They say, Blessed be God. Look at it. Bring it now. He said, Blessed be God. Blessed be the Most High. So God too was there. Abraham was there. Jesus was standing in the middle. And that's what he has always been doing. That's why he's a priest continually. He's always standing between us and God. Making sure everything goes smoothly. He said, blessed be Abraham, but blessed be God. Look at what, and look at what they did immediately. He said, which had, blessed be God, which had delivered thy enemies into thy hand. So they reminded Abraham. He was, was there to remind Abraham. That this your small 10,000 naira. It's not hard work that got it to. Because there are people working harder than you. That don't have 10k. So they quickly reminded Abraham. That blessed be Abraham, but blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thy enemies into thy hands. And see what Abraham did immediately. He said, and he gave him what? Tithes of all. Whenever we bring our tithe, we're telling God that, Lord, I'm not a fool. Many people went out and didn't come in. Many people worked out and didn't get this. Many people worked and were not paid. But Father, I worked. I went out. And this came in. I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. It's you that delivered my enemies into my hands. And he gave him tithes of all. Today is not even about tithes. It's about communion, really. You have your communion with you already. So, the communion is made basically for remembrance. That's what it's for. It's not a religious thing. It's for remembrance. Don't open yet. Look at me. Let's still, we're still talking. Don't open it yet. We're still talking. So, what is it reminding you of? The communion is reminding you of who you are married to. Who you are in a covenant with. Quickly, show me where Jesus was breaking the bread for the first time. Quickly, DJ. He says, and he took bread and did what? Give thanks. And he did what? He break it and gave it unto them, saying, This is what my body, which is given what for you. Say, Do this, do in what? Remembrance of what? Of me. He's saying, Every time you take the communion, remember you are not alone in this life. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. Every time you take communion, you are saying, Look, I'm not alone in this life, I have God. I have God. I have God. I have God. I'm not alone in this life. I'm not alone in this life. See it. Next one. Next one. He said, Likewise also, the cup after supper saying, This cup is what? Is the new covenant. The what testament means covenant? Is the new covenant in my blood. Which is what? Shed for you. So that your own will not be shed. Oh, glory to God. I cancel that surgery you are scheduled for. I decree your healing in the name of Jesus. I say you are healed in the name of Jesus. Next verse. Is there a next verse? There's no next verse. Okay. So this is my... He said do it in remembrance. So as you're taking the communion, you are remembering that the most high God is in a covenant with you. You, 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 you can't be sick. 
as a house this is it we will not lose anybody to coronavirus you can open your communion now just hold the bread we'll pray together before we take it if you don't have the communion yet, raise your hand because most of us already have it. If you don't have, raise your hand so they can find you quickly. Begin to decree over the communion that as his body was broken for me, my body will never be broken. Sickness has no place. Begin to decree it with your own mouth that this is the body of Christ. Zubara di kararaba Zubaba rekede gurudaba Zikabala gaba brada sata barada His body was broken His body was broken Thank you Jesus Boradabas If you don't have raise your hand they will give you if you don't have the communion Pirete ko sete prete sete if you don't have the company, I'll raise your hand so that they'll find you. Guys, please look for the people raising their hands. Mambrate We decree it. Your body will not be broken. If you don't have the company, I'll raise your hand high so that they can find you quickly. So people upstairs don't have. I need you guys to move as fast as you can. That's why I'm about to pray. Ziko, 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 ziko. Britaiseke, If they called you barren before, your womb is opening now. If they called you broke before, your account is opening now. If you were stranded before, the doors are opening now. Barika day, Ikada, the gate of that school is opening. The gate of that country is opening. Burrata, the gate of employment is open. Birata. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the body. We're taking it today as a token that we are joined with you. We are your bride. We decree as your body was broke, our bodies will never be broke. Our lives will never be broke. Our situations will never be broke. In the name of Jesus. Our health is preserved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take the bread. If you're a pregnant woman, a baby is made up of body and blood, flesh and blood. That's it. So as you're taking the communion today, you're also receiving your babies. Ready, so cool. Open the wine. Open the wine if you can. if you have opened it just speak over it this is the blood of Christ this is the blood representing the new covenant Manda de kozata de kozata de 
Subrate Sopratazata in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we take this, it represents your blood. Your blood was shed for us so that our own will not be shed. The same way there was no sickness in your blood, there will not be sickness in our blood. The same way a virus did not kill you, a virus can never kill us. Today, we are reminded that we have you. We have your backing. We have your blessing. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You can take the blood now. Glory to God. Glory to God. I decree that you are blessed. Your week is blessed. Your year is blessed. Every blessing of the covenant will be showing up in your life. In the name of Jesus. You are not permitted to die. You are not permitted to die. Coronavirus will not come near you. This church will not lose anyone to the virus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.